Hello and welcome back to The Socialite. We are officially starting a new season. We are on season three. I know that the last season ended a bit abruptly, but I am back with lots of content and I am so excited for you to hear from all the amazing guests that we have lined up. Today's very special guest is Taylor Fish, and if you aren't super familiar with what she's all about, she's a TikTok content creator, but she'll talk a bit about what she does and what she posts about. And for anyone new listening to the podcast, hi, my name's Lindsay, and I sit down and speak to influencers every single week or different content creators, and we just like to chat about their experiences on social media. They tend to also give really awesome tips too if you're wanting to grow. So without a further ado, let's dive into the podcast. Hey, Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) So I've been starting off the podcast by asking a bit of like a fun question. And that's like, what is your favorite song to jam out to in the car? Like a feel good song. Good for you by Olivia Rodrigo, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I love how quickly you came up with that answer. It's my favorite song. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Most people I ask are like, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. Oh, yeah, no, I've got it right there. (laughs) (laughs) So for anyone who isn't super familiar with your content, do you want to just talk a little bit about what you post about? Yeah, for sure. So I started TikTok basically in January and I kind of started as just like regular videos, like dancing around the music, whatever. And I actually came out for the first time on TikTok. So since I did that, I've kind of been like an advocate um, for the LGBTQ community and like LGBTQ youth. A lot of my followers are young gays who just are trying to figure their own self out and I'm trying to figure myself out. And so I figured like we could just do it together, you know, figure ourselves out together and support each other along the way. So you started TikTok really recently, like just in January. Yeah. So I actually had a different account that I started back in 2019, I guess. And I started the account I have right now as like a spam account, like one of the, you know, the secret account trend, Mm -hmm. that's how this account started. And then I kind of completely abandoned my other account because this account was just way more fun. And uh, yeah, so I started about six months ago. Wow. So recently. And then you actually came out on TikTok. Yeah. So the first time I ever said anything about liking girls or being gay at all, I hadn't come out to any of my friends or my family or anything. I'd never said anything about it. And I posted a video on TikTok and that video on this account, which I didn't think anyone would find because it was like a secret account, um, got like 25,000 views and people started asking. So I decided to come out to everyone else. Wow. And did anyone see the video that you knew personally? Yeah, so my best friend actually saw it um, pretty like soon after I posted it. And she was like, hey, um, I had no idea, but, or, well, actually, that's a lie. She didn't say that. She was like, hey, I completely knew the entire time. I just was waiting for you to say something and say things like that. Like, my entire family, I had a boyfriend at the time, uh, because I originally came out as bi, and he was like, I knew. (laughs) And he saw the video, too. So, yeah. I would just be like, why did no one tell me? I know, what the heck? That's what I said. I know, that's what I said. I was like, why didn't you tell me? Like, <laughs> if you knew, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So yeah. that's pretty huge, though. Yeah, yeah, it is, for sure. My entire journey of coming out in the last six months has been completely documented on TikTok. The entire thing. And what kind of made you decide, like, I want to post a video about it rather than tell my closest friends first? 
I wanted to kind of see people's reactions first because I'd seen a lot of people come out as bi and people were like, you're just doing it for attention. Like you're just doing it for a trend, like whatever. And uh, so I kind of wanted to see how people would react if I said something. So I decided to come out to people I didn't know first and everyone was super supportive. And then I was like, okay, okay, sure. Let's do this. So then I just came out to everyone else because, and everyone was super supportive. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so would that be like the video that you'd say made you realize, oh, okay, this TikTok thing is going to go somewhere? Yeah, honestly, I the honestly, my first biggest TikTok was I instead of coming out. So I knew my parents would support me. They've always talked about how it wouldn't matter to them if, you know, one of us was gay or anything like that. So I knew they would support me and I hate sit down conversations. So I kind of wanted to do it in like kind of like a funny, like lighthearted way. So I posted a video and put a buy flag, like a little buy flag on my wall. And I was like, uh, it was like the first part of the series, like putting gay shit in my room until, you know, my parents say something and they had no idea. I actually had to tell them, but (laughs) they didn't realize anything. But yeah, that was probably my biggest video at the time. And I was like, okay, this is going to go somewhere. This is fun for me. I like this. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think a big part of it is actually enjoying the content you're making too, right? 100%. Yeah. And what was like your process for creating content? Because a lot of it's like story times are like very personal to you. Do you have to think a lot about like, oh, what do I want to post about? What do I have to say? Or does it come pretty naturally? It See, I will think of something and make the video right away because I have a horrible memory. (laughs) Um, So I'll either write it down in my notes and like things like that. But it just kind of like comes to me because these are all things. This is what I want to do when I'm older. I want to be a like a counselor or a psychologist or anything for like kids because I know when I was a kid like I struggled a lot with mental health and like obviously being in denial of the fact that I like girls and things like that um so I felt like it would like it's just it comes to me it's easy it's me talking about things that I wish I had heard when I was a kid you know what I mean like that's kind of what I do on TikTok because I just say things that I wish I could have heard when I was a kid and do you ever find it hard to be vulnerable online or do you even feel like you're being vulnerable or is it like really easy I do it at first it was really easy um but then when when I had like maybe 50,000 followers it was really easy to be vulnerable because all these people who followed me I genuinely thought of them as like my best friends and I still do I genuinely think of all these people as my best friends the issue came and when I felt like I was being super vulnerable and I kind of wanted to take a step back from that was when people from my hometown I live in a very straight town like it's very small and straight so people from my town they started seeing things and they would snapchat me and like tell me not to contact them because I was gay and like all this stuff and I was like crap I can't be like this anymore and so I kind of wanted to take a step back for a while um and I did a little bit I kind of stopped posting the talking videos I kind of just stopped being as vulnerable but then I was like this is dumb I'm I do this because I want to help the people so in order for me to do that I feel like I have to be vulnerable yeah you know what I mean so there's certain things that I feel really I get really nervous about posting talking about gay is def being gay is definitely not one of them I don't mind at all when I talk about that that doesn't bother me but it's more things like my struggles with self-harm in the past and things like that like those make me feel super vulnerable but I feel like they can help people so I would rather be vulnerable and help people than just keep it quiet and pretend it doesn't happen you know what I mean Yeah. And I find it really crazy to hear you say that you do find that hard because watching your videos, it's looks like it goes, it looks like it comes so naturally. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just, I've always been the type of person I care about everyone else more than like myself sort of thing. So I, if I can help one person by making myself vulnerable and, you know, talking about the things that no one wants to talk about, then I'm all for it. I'm completely good with that. I was also a dancer, so I'm really good at putting on that face that, <laughs> that I don't care. I'm very nonchalant about everything uh, because I've had that experience my whole life. But yeah, it makes me super nervous about those videos for sure. Yeah, well, I love that you're doing that, though, and that you are helping so many people. Yeah. And I know that you said, like, when you had a smaller following, you felt like everyone was super close friends. Do you find that you recognize those people's usernames and you'll still recognize them in your comments now? Yes, I do. 100%. The people who have been there since January or even February or March, I used to, because it was like a secret account, I followed a lot of them back at the same time. And I still do. I'll post a video every once in a while. I'll be like, comment. I want to watch your TikToks. I want to follow you back. Like that sort of thing. And if people are on my lives and they're like, Hey, like follow me back. I'm like, okay, go for it. And then I post a lot of videos to friends only that I, and I feel like that's more and more personal videos where I'm just kind of talking about my life, like doing whatever. Um, and my, I think I follow almost 2000 people and like those 2000 people are usually, those are like the OGs. Like they've, they've been there <laughs> since the beginning. And when they are on my lives or they comment on my videos, like I recognize their usernames 100% all the time. That's so cool. And like, you've totally built a community then. I have, I have. We're all just, we're all just a supportive, loving, best friend community, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're currently in high school, right? I'm actually about to go into second year university. Oh, I thought you were in your last year of high school. Yeah, I was gonna no, say I'm actually about to go into second year. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, how is it, like, with school? Like, what do people think of it? But no, you're in university. Well, what are you studying? Um, I'm actually studying psychology because okay. I want to do this, right? So I, a lot of the things that I learn in school, I bring to TikTok as well. Um, you know, like philosophy things and psychology things, I bring them into my videos as well. And yeah. I feel like with my schooling, I know how to talk to people as well as with my personal experience with everything. I know how to talk to them and, you know, make it feel really personal and like actually help people that's really cool yeah so what has your experience been like being a Canadian TikToker because obviously you don't have the creator fund and things like that yeah. so have you felt like that you're at a disadvantage I honestly the creator fund thing really doesn't bother me I TikTok is fun for me it's not my job I have two jobs I work a full-time job th during the week and then I also have a part-time retail job that I do sometimes on the weekend and uh so that's kind of my source of income. I make no money off of TikTok. I just do it to help people and have fun. Um, so the creator fund really doesn't bother me. The only thing is I really wish I had, you know, the caption feature, the three minute video feature, like things like that. There's specific like filters that I'll see on my for you page. I'm like, I want to use that filter, but it doesn't come to Canada for like two months after that it goes to the mm. state and things like that. So, you know, it's that sort of thing, but the creator fund doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, the whole features thing has been driving me crazy because for whatever reason, I still don't have the like HD filter where you can like, or filter. Yeah, I don't feature. have that. I don't have yeah. that either. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah, it drives me crazy. But then I'll have, have you seen the feature now that you can like skip through the video? No. Oh yeah. Okay. So on yeah. my phone, now you can like skip through the video. Oh my gosh. I need to update TikTok. <laughs> Crazy. I yeah. had the three minute video feature the other day. I was looking just like my TikTok updated and I looked and it was like, it just said camera instead of like 60 seconds, 15 seconds. And then I saw it was like three or it was like three minutes, one minute, 15 seconds. And I was like, holy crap. And then I went back on like an hour later and it was gone. 
So I don't know what that was, but it just came and then went and I didn't get to use it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like so all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. So obviously you have like other jobs that you work on and TikTok is for fun. So do you have any interest in working with brands or not really? So I do work with brands um, occasionally, but I don't make any money off of it. They just kind of send me if I they'll DM me on Instagram. And if I like the products that they're selling, I'll be like, yeah, sure. Like I'll send they'll send me products and I'll kind of promote them on TikTok. But I never I've never made money off of TikTok. I think I've made maybe $50 from a sunglasses company like a couple months ago. Um, But other than that, I I don't really do the paid brand deals because then I feel like TikTok is going to start feeling like a job. Mm hmm. I don't want it to feel like a job because I feel like then I'll start to hate it. And I don't want to do that because it's like, it's genuinely my therapy because I just love it. And it's like my escape from everything else. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. And there's other creators that I've spoken to as well who feel the same way that, yeah, I don't want to make money from it because I want it to just be for fun. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is for me. It started as that and it's going to keep being that because I have no interest in, you know, having a face on social media as my career or anything like that so I just it's fun and I just happened to gain a following while I was having fun and that's great and I love it and have you had the ability to connect with any other creators I definitely have a couple creators um there's this creator maxi pad that's that's their username but <laughs> they're Max, they're and they're great I love them talk to them all the time and then also there's another one makeup by Nate Um, and he's also amazing. They literally, both of them are just amazing. And those are really the only two creators though, that I've kind of talked to actually personally and know on a personal level. And I'm not very familiar with them. Are they in Canada as well? Yeah. So actually Max is in the States and, uh, Nate is in Canada as well. He's just in British Columbia, I believe. Okay, cool. And do you have any dream collabs? Like, it would be like so cool if you could meet, you know, so-and-so and and do a video with them. There are so many. I just, I feel like, um, I'm trying to think of specific people, but literally any other, I love kind of collaborating and going live and talking to other LGBTQ creators because I feel like we all go through kind of the same thing with the random little comments being like, this is a sin or this is gross. Like, why would you do that? Like, things like that. And I feel like it helps us all stay motivated and when things happen on tiktok like there's a comment that really upsets me or something i call one of those two people right away because i know that they probably feel the exact same way and they've been through the same thing so i would love to you know get together and make videos with other creators for sure and i i still have yet to make videos with either of them and i need to but it's hard because they live so far away yeah is that something that like post COVID, like in the summer or something you'd be interested in doing? Yeah, honestly, I would be, I would, if I could take a flight, honestly, to go see Nate right now, I would do it in a heartbeat. I love him so much. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And it, again, it's nice to have those people to get in contact with because I'm sure as much as like your parents or friends would want to support you, they don't have the same experience as being on TikTok. Yeah, that's the thing. Like my girlfriend and my best friends, they, I can talk to them about these things. They're like, it's fine. It'll just blow over like things like that. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't know why it's upsetting you, but then I'll talk to Max or Nate and they're like, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. That sucks. I feel so awful for you. Like, I'm so sorry that's happening sort of thing. So it's definitely great to have people who are also like make content on TikTok who kind of understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. What would you say has been the best thing to come from your following? 
honestly just the random little DMs of people being like, you have helped me so much. And honestly, the DMs of people asking me for advice. I love giving advice. That's what I do on TikTok. That's what I do for my friends. I'm like the therapist of the friend group. <laughs> I always have been. Um, it's like my favorite thing to do because I just want to make everyone feel happy and loved all the time because that's just my main goal all the time. And, you know, those little DMs that people send me and they're like, Hey, you really helped me. You helped me give the, you gave me the confidence to be able to come out to my family and they fully support me. And I'm so happy. Like those just, they make my day. They make me tear up every time. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. I mean, it's one thing to have videos and you see the views or the likes, but it must be something completely different to get that kind of personal message. Oh, 100%. I, the views and likes, they're nice. I guess they're, you know, that's, you got to expect it, right? When you have a following, but it's, it's the people who take the time out of their day to send me a nice message on Instagram or comment something really nice on my TikTok. Like those people mean the world to me and they make all of the stuff I go through with like people being like rude and kind of, you know, telling me that it's a sin that I'm gay and all this stuff. Like it makes that all worth it when just one person DMs me being like, you helped me so much. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing regardless of what other people say. Yeah, for sure. And do you have any interest in expanding onto other platforms like YouTube, for example, or are you very happy just being on TikTok? See, I tried YouTube. I have one YouTube video up. It's really dumb. I hate it a lot. (laughs) Um, But it took me, I think I posted it like when I had like 50,000 followers. Um, But I have not had any really all my life, I wanted to be a YouTuber. That was like my dream thing. When I was a kid, like I wanted to be Bethany Moda. I wanted to be all these people. Uh, But it's just a lot of YouTube is a lot more work than TikTok. And I love editing the videos and things like that. But I just I don't know what I would even talk about on YouTube. And I definitely would if I had the time or, you know, had the patience or anything like that, I would definitely expand onto YouTube. But I think that would probably be the only other social media platform that I would expand onto. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's true. It's a lot more work and it is almost like a full-time job. So Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. And now you're getting really close to hitting 1 million followers on TikTok, which is so I exciting. Am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything like fun planned for that or anything that you want to do to celebrate that? So I actually posted a video to my friends only to those like 2000 people. And I was like, you guys are the ones who I want to make these videos for. Like, I want to make them for everyone. Obviously, I love all my followers. But those like 2000 people, those are the people who have supported me the whole way. And I wanted to do something special kind of for them. And a lot of them were saying, you know, get a pride tattoo, make a cake, like things like that. And honestly, I think the best one I heard was kind of make a compilation of all the videos that I've made, all my videos that I was really proud of. And like, just to show how far I've come in the last six months from the first time I ever said anything about like, and girls on TikTok all the way up until now, when I have a girlfriend and I'm openly gay to absolutely everyone in my life. Um, it's, I've grown a lot over TikTok. And I think that's probably what I would do if I hit a million. Okay, that's really cool. And I just I can't get over the fact that it's only been six months. Like that is such a short window. I know it was so it was so fast. And it was I actually had a friend she was like keeping count. And she's like, um, she would like every time I would gain followers, like she would check like every day just to like write down how many followers I had. I think she stopped at like 16,000, but it was just so fast that I just like couldn't keep up. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I honestly was scared. I was like, I was like, so many people are watching this now. Like, what do I do? Like, I didn't know how to like react to it a lot of the time, but I'm getting more comfortable 
Uh, a million is scary though. A million is definitely a scary number for me. It's crazy. Um, uh, it's crazy. It's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I know at the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned that people in your hometown started to like recognize you like being on TikTok and stuff, but <laughs> have you bumped into anyone in real life and then be like so excited to see you like, oh my goodness, I follow you. <laughs> So I've actually only had a couple people and uh, there's this guy who works at the McDonald's right by my house and I go get iced coffee from McDonald's like multiple times a day. I love the iced coffee and I'm a little bit of a caffeine addict. Um, so Aren't we all. He, one time, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, one time I was going through the drive through and he was like, are you daddy fish? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh my God, I follow you on TikTok. I love your videos. And I now, every time I go through the drive-through I always see him and he's like you need to make a video where you just like come to like McDonald's every day <laughs> because I see him so often and I've also had uh one person at like my job um at like my retail store they were like oh my gosh I think I follow you on TikTok and you know people at red lights will be like oh my gosh are you like are you on TikTok like where do I know you from you look so familiar it's like that kind of thing that's funny. I also yeah. guess like it's hard for people to recognize people with a mask on. So it's pretty impressive yeah. these people can recognize you like at your real retail it's job. The ginger hair. It's the ginger hair. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So I like to end off the podcast by asking two questions. And the first is, do you have any tips for anyone wanting to grow on TikTok? So I've actually made a couple of videos of this in the past. I think hashtags, super important. Um, there's a lot of things that I've kind of heard um, to like kind of manipulate the algorithm a little bit. Like you post a video and go live right away or you post a video and don't go on the app for like 24 hours because it'll try and push your video to like get you to go back on the app sort of thing. Um, but honestly, the hashtags and just making content that you enjoy and I think that when you enjoy something and you are passionate about it that's how you gain a following um that's all I did I used a couple hashtags every once in a while um but other than that I genuinely just you know made videos I was passionate about and people liked that I was passionate about it and that's why they followed me yeah I think it's so true it's like it's not like don't overcomplicate it just do yeah. something that you're proud of Exactly. And honestly, even if I only had like 10,000 followers, I would still be making the videos I'm making now because it's not about the following for me. It's about trying to help people feel loved and supported and like they're valid and, you know, like they have a support system if they need someone, even though they don't know me personally, I don't know them. They can always reach out to me for advice or help or anything like that. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And my last question for you is, do you have any future goals or kind of what you want to do, you know, with the following or anything like that? So I actually haven't thought about like my future on TikTok very much. I just kind of, it's fun for me, right? So I don't like, I'm not actively trying to grow my brand or even create a brand in any way. I kind of, it's just kind of fun while I'm in university, like making videos on my free time. Um, as for like my future, I definitely want to finish my schooling and hopefully, uh, my dream job, my entire life has always been to be a child psychologist. Um, but I think when I started university, I wanted to be a child psychologist for kids who are in chronic pain, uh, because I'm not sure if you saw that video where I talked about my back, but, uh, one of the placement options at my university for, um, like co-op is at that hospital doing what. I wanted to be doing and I oh. like that treated me so I was like that seems like a really good career option but now I'm kind of switching to I want to help 
LGBTQ youth. That's what I want to do. That's what I love doing. I love helping these people who feel like they're worthless and hopeless just because they love who they want to love. Like I, I want to help these people feel like they matter and they're completely loved and supported because I know a lot of people aren't in the community and by their families, by their friends, people lose people. Um, like their families will kind of kick them out or their friends will stop talking to them because they're gay. And I don't want anyone to feel like that. And so if I can even help them a little bit by being a support system as like a psychologist or a therapist or anything like that, I think that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's amazing. And just based on the a little bit that I know about you, I feel like that's really well suited to you. Yeah, yeah that's definitely what I want to do for sure. Well, that's all amazing. Thank you so much for talking to me. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. See ya. See ya. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, I'm super excited about all the guests that we have lined up, so please stay tuned for next week's episode. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to leave a review. It really helps us out. See you next week.